Hi, I'm Chris Roberts, and this is Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we're back for yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am a host of this show. I, I It's been a while since I've done this. I'm Grockies. And I'm Dubla Thackeray. How are you, Grackies? And how is everybody listening and watching? I'm doing well. I don't know how they are. My my telepathy was taken away from me by the flu. Yeah, I was going to say, you're doing well. My response to that is, holy fuck, really? So, um, uh, the last uh, uh, recording we did uh, in our post-show, that we do after we kind of do the live record. Uh, we're just hanging with chat. Um, hi, Red Worm and everybody. Uh, oh, excellent, Asnog. Um, uh, and we were just chatting, and then, Grackies, you basically made the sharpest exit ever, which was that you were double plus ungood. Um, yeah. And, and that was the start of the flu. Yeah. When I get the flu flu, it first hits me in a way that my stomach notices it earlier. And then I'm like, oh, maybe it was a stomach bug. And then a few days later, it's like, oh, my body hurts. And I have a really high fever. And my dreams are getting really weird. And I'm sweating. And I'm hacking. Oh, this is flu flu. This is not yeah. good. And you had it proper. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And we'll talk about various things we've been playing and some stances in use. But first, let's harmonize. On the Ready? count of three. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, you like that. You like that, don't you? You like that a lot. Mm. <laughs> so you were um, you were actually really, really sick because, I mean, everybody's had the flu. But to be honest, you were like a typhoid Mary of the flu. You were ground zero. Yeah, when the the thing with me is when I get sick, it's not like, you know, oh, I don't feel good and I've got a bit of a runny nose and maybe my my temperature's 100 degrees, so it's it's not great, but you know, I don't feel no. With me, when I get sick, it's like, oh, my temp's 103 and a half and I have to put ice under my armpits to get this fever down and now I need to get fluids in the hospital because I'm completely dehydrated and my body's just not holding anything and mm. I'm passed out for 20 hours a day while I'm shaking and sweat. Yeah, I, I, I'm basically like down. And if anyone catches whatever I have, they're down even harder. Yeah. And this has been evidenced by people I've known throughout my life or when I tried to go into work while sick because they were like, you can't be that sick. Come into work. Well, all right. And then everybody gets sick and they go, never do that again. I warned you. <laughs> yeah, but you also um, really hit your throat so badly. <laughs> Oh, it did. I, I completely lost my voice. Like, I, I sounded like Gonzo had one of his chickens jammed into his throat and stuck there. Mm. It was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, um, I, I couldn't even talk for a few days. But it's all better. Yeah. Relatively. Glad to have... <laughs> Can I have you back, sir? Um, and also, a uh, big shout out to a uh, fellow streamer, uh, Geek Domo. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, probably a few of you already, almost certainly many of you already know Geek Domo. Uh, Geek Domo uh, runs Starcast and he does um, a whole bunch of space sim streaming. He's a, he's a friend of um, Bad News Gaming, friend of myself and Grackies, and, and many other people. Um, he's, uh, he went into hospital this week um and had a triple heart bypass um and is in recovery um it was a good successful operation and he's already uh making good headway um and our thoughts are are, are with him and his partner 
speedy recovery to Domo. Absolutely. It's been a while. What have you been playing? Oh, um, for me, basically, I wasn't playing too much, uh, though, after I was back, the fever was gone and I started, I couldn't really stream because no voice. I played some Far Cry Primal. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a chance to sit down. I still haven't finished it because, you know me, completionist, I have to do every side thing available when I see it. It's like, ooh, shiny dot, need to go complete this side quest. Oh, there's another one, need to go complete this side quest. Oh, there's a cave, need to go do it. And there's hundreds of those things. So I, I still haven't done all that yet. But I, it's fun to just run around in that game and just kind of derp around sometimes. It's not one I, I don't think I really would stream it. I don't think it, it has enough for me to stream it. But it's fun to just sort of play on the side. And then uh, been playing Dreadnought, got in on the early broadcaster access. Yeah. And was playing with a ton of the members of BNG. And now I'm completely obsessed and want, you know, to fly my big ships and my little fast Corvettes and go around and just kill all the things or even be a healer and prevent all the things from being killed. Are any of the Corvettes red? You can make them red. Okay, topical. So can you tell us actually what Dreadnought is? Okay, uh, the best way to explain Dreadnought is that it is world warships with Z-axis and spaceships with faster-paced combat because you don't start on a map that's so huge you're, you know, five minutes away from everybody else. Instead, you're kind of thrown right into the middle of combat, and no matter where you're spawning, you're only a few seconds out from getting in, closing in on each other, and ending up in some combat getting going. There are two match modes, which is team deathmatch, so it's first team to get to 100. Every ship you kill, it's five points for your team. And then there's team elimination, where each ship, uh, each team brings in five ships of the big ships. And as your big ship is wiped out, you don't get to respawn with that. You can respawn as a little, like, fighter jet with different abilities and still try to help your team out, take out the other big ships. But the first one to eliminate the five on either side wins that match. So nice. that's what they have for now they're they plan on adding more maps more match mode ideas more ships more abilities this is just the stuff right, yeah because right now it's like 20 minutes a game but quite often it's kind of done in 10 yeah yeah usually typically I, i've had a few games that actually ended up at the 20 minute but most of the time it's it's about a 10 minute match one side or the other tends to to push pretty hard and and either kick one side or the other's teeth and most of the time there have been some good matches where it came down to the wire yeah but watching uh watching yourself uh play it i'm actually kind of getting the vibe that it's a bit of especially for some types of streamers like yourself it's a bit of a streamer nightmare um uh, primarily because the level of concentration it's a quite an intense game so oh, it's, very, it, it can be very, very intense yeah it could definitely be focus mode, which is why I try to keep the chatter up as to what I'm doing and why at the very least. But no, I'm not always reading chat the whole time. I'll glance over at it. But during the matches, it can be very focused and intense. However, it's just so damn much, it's so much damn fun. I can't help but. So um, this is probably going to be a very hard question for you to answer. But uh, can you give us either like, um, an example of what you thought was like a very cool thing that happened in the game, either to you that you did or someone did to you that you saw, something which would just go, "Wow, that was epic." Um, mm. I'd have to say that the one of the more epic moments that I saw was it was actually something I did. Because I had this perfect view, it was actually to to end a match, and it was on, I can't remember the, the map name, but it's basically a snowy landscape with some mountains in the background, and a big central uh, piece where the two sides kind of fight back and forth, and there was a couple of ships off in the background, a couple of snipers that were trying to hide behind the mountains back there, I was in a dreadnought, and I launched a nuke. 
because mm-hmm. I noticed that, that one of them had anti-nuclasers. One of our guys tried to launch a nuke, took it out. I waited about 15 seconds because I know from running an anti-nuclaser, it's a 16-second timer. Anything coming in in that time, it's going to take it out. So I waited until I knew the ability was down, sent a nuke off, and then I just watched this little red streak off in the sky behind the mountains. I watch it drop right between both snipers and in this perfect view with a sunset in the background and two snipers sitting there <laughs> trying to get us. I just watch this little red streak go Poof, and the nuclear blast go off right between them. Their ships shred and then the words victory come up across the screen. Nice. You give them a death blossom. Uh, so Red Worm says uh, the map's called Dry Docks. Yep, and your, your statics still really bad i don't know why i'm gonna be editing the fuck out of this aren't i fuck it we'll do it live we'll do it live fuck the world (laughs) um so so that was pretty good so um i actually have uh uh dreadnought as well and i need to be playing it i haven't this week because of various reasons uh which we're here in a bit um have you been playing anything else sir by the way would you recommend dreadnought from what you've seen so far Yes, I would definitely recommend Dreadnought. Everyone that's popped in, and I've I've seen them come in sometimes, they're like, after I saw you playing it, I got a Hunter's Pack, which is one of the Founders packages that you Mm -hmm. can get. Uh, It's $9.99 for it, and it gets you access into the closed beta now. Eventually, it's going to be completely free to play, but for now, you have to either wait for your key to arrive, so that could take who knows how long to get into the closed beta. Eventually, it'll go open, and everyone can just kind of play. It's going to be free to play, but I really like the game so much that if you can support the developers, yeah. please do, because I want to see this game do a lot more. You was you had a ton of um, game codes you were giving away as well. Yes. 250 oh. beta codes. Have you given them all away? I have 10 left. Ooh. <laughs> That's got, I, I look forward to, 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 to those being given away. That sounds going to be awesome to get people in. Yep. Um, have you been playing anything else? Those were primarily it, honestly, it, it because I didn't really get to stream much. I, I stepped into Star Citizen for a day. Okay. Just to play around with 231 a bit. Uh, how was that? Uh, low frame rates and pretty crashy, honestly. <laughs> it's an alpha, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was the usual. Nothing had changed since I played it in PTU, really. Um. I couldn't get into Area 18, which I wanted to do to show off to some new people to the game. Like, there were people in chat that hadn't seen the game yet, and I was explaining Star Citizen to them. And I tried to get to Area 18. There's apparently a bug that made it, so every time you tried to go in there, you got the infinite loading screen and had to restart. I had a few friends in the office um, who I kind of have started to get into Star Citizen, and I've showed them a little bit of it. And uh, they've basically exploded with, is this, how is this even possible? <laughs> and I went, mm, hey, welcome. <laughs> the door is open. You can walk through if you want. Um, so that was quite good. Um, but uh, so on my side, in terms of what I've been playing, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, I, I actually have played something, but I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but for the most part, I've been playing nothing um because i've been getting uh, a few things sorted out so um i think it was mentioned uh briefly in in the last few uh, uh podcasts we did i actually wasn't in my flat for the last month so okay. um yep. i was uh looking after another flat for a friend while they went on holiday so i was i had that cat that uh, uh quite a few people have commented going and what's the name of the cat because that cat was a guest in our last episode um so i kind of came back to the flat and wanted to do various things he's and being I just, modest that flat was buckingham palace we all know it it was nice um and so uh, i kind of you know got back sat down in my computer desk and went ah this is good i'm gonna do oh and um it was my chair it was an absolute fucker um, I could do about an hour and a half tops before I started getting back pain um, to the point that the pain was so bad I, I couldn't even straighten myself. I would have to hobble and just lie on the bed and just let time uh, take over. And that's actually been something I've been battling with um, 
for well since day one since i got that particular chair that chair was uh, a play seat gaming chair um which had the little kind of platforms sorry about that <clears throat> so i could like you know have uh your joystick mount make joystick mounts on the sides and whatnot um it was brilliant for that but absolutely ridiculous for everything else um couldn't even move or do anything so um following on from um what uh, pretty much uh most sensible people uh, including rackies have done is i actually am now in a dx racer chair um i think it's it feels so much better doesn't it it's it's surreal it was it was a nightmare trying to build actually because i was watching graki's stream and this is like a, an easy build it's like uh you know 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes if you're making tea um yeah. and it took, yeah, it's, took me it's pretty easy build yeah took me three and a half fucking hours because <laughs> i i was i was every five minutes i would stop and watch like for half an hour your gaming of dreadnought um so you're a fucker uh but it was Mission accomplished and <laughs> static returns why is it that people want to have devices in cars that will enhance their ability to crash um so they have these metal locking arms where you can put an ipad on um oh, God. And, 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 you, and you can set them rigid um but it turns out that if you under the four bolts for each arm of the dx racer chair you can actually insert and slide these up so you can have two fixed kind of stands that would be very rigid and could take um the movement and pressure or kind of hot ass movement so i've actually got those hopefully arriving this week so i'll be able to kind of fit them and crash my chair into oncoming ships i mean fly into oncoming ships um, hug. And I shall, hug. Uh, yes, we shall hug. We shall hug mightily, and 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 they shall scream at our cuddliness. Um, the uh, so so going to do that. But what I actually have been playing this not well these last two weeks has been the HTC Vive. You have a Vive. I don't have a Vive yet. But you're skipping to the end. So, um, where I work, for various reasons, um, has access to a lot of tech. And one of the brands that I work for um, brought in the HTC Vive and set it up in the canteen and said, everybody, have play. Anybody want oh. to play with it? So I played. Can with I it. work there? <laughs> well, you never know. Um, so to to kind of clarify what it was like, I now this is like everybody who's played with virtual reality will go, yeah, this was basically exactly what happened to them. Um, but it's like it's like it's what this is like writing to a mag, dear dear mag, I'd heard about this happen to many people, but I never once thought it could happen to me. Um, I put it on and I became totally immersed. I was in a wee kitchen, um, uh, making, fulfilling orders, making coffee, uh, eggs. Um, and I had seen a couple of other tr people try to do things in the games in front of me. And they were all doing it a little bit awkwardly. I decided to do it as if it was a natural act. So I would open a fridge. I would reach in, I would get the milk, and I would transfer the milk to the other hand, as I would normally do. And it all did it naturally, very instinctually. I was picking up a sriracha bottle, and I was throwing it and catching it in my other hand, throwing it, catching it, throwing it, catching it, naturally. Which game um, was it that you were playing? Uh, it's the job simulator one. So it is the had... one with the little robot guys that you can throw yeah, crap yeah. over your cubicle wall. Yeah, but there was actually a guy who was doing that, and he was throwing books over the cubicle wall, and he got so into it, he actually threw and released the controller, oh, and it was shit. flying across the staff canteen. They need um, wrist straps. They they should have learned that from the well, Wii well, They have straps. They have straps. 
Um, yeah, just this person didn't put them in. Um, and there was another person, um, he was doing the zombie game, but the, uh, it would be too terrifying for me. Um, but oh, he I'd was, love to do it. He, he was yelling and he was bashing into the table next to us. Uh, he was so terrified. <laughs> reacting to what was around him. I would now, love to was, stream with a Vive. Yeah. Now, what was interesting for me was that I had been, I wanted to get the Vive or HTC for the, uh, the front-facing camera uh, and various things. Mm -hmm. um, and I had said to myself that I wasn't going to get the first iteration. I was going to wait for iteration two because um, of Leap Motion, because Leap Motion had put in, um, uh, shall we say, they at the time of they, uh, they announced the price and everything for the Vive and whatnot, uh, Leap Motion had announced that they had finger-level dexterity controls um, using a chip um, that could Ooh. be inserted into other devices. And that was their big thing. And for me, that's a no-brainer saying, look, uh you know hopefully vive but somebody's going to purchase this and license this tech and it's going to go in and it's going to be part of the iteration two of these models yeah um but uh you know it's going to take probably about 18 months for a uh, iteration two to come out and the i was so bowled over by the vive and what it offers even if it's ridiculous now, uh, ameliorate that over 18 months and you're okay. So I've made my pre-order um, as of uh, Friday. Oh. You know what I can, I, I can only think of at this point is what it'll be like with that type of VR to sit in the cockpit of, say, a Hornet going, mm. oh, even better, like an M50, flipping yourself around asteroids and through them as they're basically in your face. And yeah. because of that camera, if you can look down and kind of see your joysticks and what's going on. And I've already seen it with Vive, their uh, their paint program, mm. the one where you can draw in 3D space. The, yeah, the, the tilt. They have IRC chat uh, integration so that you can hook yeah. into a Twitch chat while you're painting, which means that. They have ways where you can do it, where you could hook into an IRC chat within there, look to a, a portion if you wanted to do it. They're, they're already working on it, knowing that Twitch streamers will want access to those chats so that I could look up to a certain way, see my chat too, while also using a headset and be able to see yeah. my controls. Ha oh, ha. Gimme, yeah. gimme, 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 yeah. gimme. So now the real question <laughs> will be, um, well, I mean, a couple of things. If I use it for streaming, uh, and now I'm back home, I will be streaming. Um, I, I have to get some very large googly eyes to stick on it. That way I have a face. Um, and uh, I really want to see kind of, you know, what does it affect? What's the output quality like? Will you see it in the stereoscopic? Will you see it in the single frame? I really single. don't know anything of this. Oh, single. Okay. So, I've so already seen people it, stream with it. That's how I know about it. Oh, sweet. So that makes me very happy. So, I yeah. So, absolutely. Now, obviously, Star Citizen isn't VR ready. Um, but the reason why it's not VR ready is because they have a sequence of importance and they have uh, that belief that they want to do things right. So when it does come VR ready, it will be very good VR ready. I have that, I have no doubt. So, yes. Um, there might be I, a series two and oh, can you only imagine the, the finger level dexterity you were talking about? Mm. Grabby hands? Tell me about it. Uh, VR grabby exactly hands. What I was thinking about. Uh, but yeah, so um, the leap motion use, I think, has passed a lot of people by. But this is, you know, this is going to be big. Um, now, obviously, in the in the virtual market, you know, we've got the Oculus, and we've got the Vive, and we've got the Sony. And now the Sony VR is going to be the one that's actually going to. Uh... <laughs> Hi, my. Sorry, you've made me laugh. Okay, I'll start again. Um, I, so, I honestly think it was more Dalek than Cyberman, but you know. Seriously, if you if you had said exterminate there, you would have sounded exactly like a Dalek. Delete, delete. Well, if you rub me with gold, I will die. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no. So the uh, Oculus, um, the HTC Vive, and uh, the Sony VR mod uh, system—they're uh, really the the three big ones. And uh, for terms of saturation and growth, I, I honestly believe it's going to be the Sony that's going to lead the way, both from the the price point and uh, uh, just the kind of brand loyalty and various kind of things that are really been pre-established. I think from talking to various people, various professional reviewers about this, Vive is viewed as slightly better for the Oculus than the Oculus Rift, except that um, uh, people kind of personalize their experiences. So for some, the Vive may be slightly front heavy, whereas the Oculus Rift has a much better kind of mm -hmm. uh, head mounting and so forth. So different kind of horses for courses um but i know that there will be other contenders coming out in the next uh 18 months uh, i honestly around steam vr i i honestly think that what's going to happen here is kind of like the early console wars is what we're seeing now this mm. is you had the the dev kit one and two come out with oculus they really started to kick things off that to mm. me is kind of like Atari came on the scene, NES came on the scene. Now you're hitting the multiple competitors starting to jump into the fray. So you've got the Super Nintendo, you've got the Genesis, you've got the early rumblings of the first, you know, CD system. Oh God, the PlayStation's coming up. The N64 is going to be coming up next. So it's kind of following a very similar pattern to how gaming technology has always developed in mm -hmm. that... It follows these branches. The competition ends up driving some serious innovation in order to grab their share of the market. And they really do, if they if they want people to buy it, they've got to listen to things like, oh, God, this is too front heavy. This is it. And they they really do start to, to really narrow in on what people want and making it some awesome stuff. And mm -hmm. the way technology advances so quickly now, it's it's that cycle condensed. So I, I can't wait to see what they do in 18 months and how we can integrate that with the games that we love, like Star Citizen, which we're going to get be getting back to very shortly. <laughs> but we are going to take one slight detour. And the detour, <laughs> you really have got what you do in your free time. Um, so... Uh, the detour is uh, with another piece of cinema because last time we did talk about gaming and space stuff, but we are veering slightly, but only because I think they, I think there's a lot of people who may be interested. So last time we talked film, we did talk about uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, and uh, you mean, I think we've be just become best friends, Martha edition? Yes, we did. I hate that movie. I really Actually, do. I, I gave it a second shot because I had three passes. You did. And I regretted wasting my time. It. I mean, it's the kind of film that you could show in class um, to people and say, look, that's how you don't do it. I this have, this however, is how you don't write a script. This is how you don't. And just leave it there. Yeah. Um, so I yesterday um, I saw Civil War, Marvel Captain America Civil War, um, and this will be totally non-spoilerific because okay. uh, when is when is it out in the states? It's already out, isn't it? No. No. Well, you're, you're about a week to ten days away, I think. Oh. I don't know when Civil War May, comes up. I think it's May 9th. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. May 6th. May 6th. Oh, wow. That's pretty close. Five days. Um, five days. So I've seen it, and it's fantastic. Absolutely amazing film. Um, it's, it's, it is a Captain, uh, a Captain America uh, film. But it's basically everything that we wanted Age of Ultron to be. Um, uh, it's uh, an antagonistic but friendly uh, ensemble film. 
the the reasons for them fighting are very perfect. The scent into that is very re uh, real. Yet the friendship that they all have for each other um, isn't ignored or compromised in the making of of this. Um, so everything is conflicted. The the combat is uh, amazing. Um, if you take a look at Batman v Superman, where um, you saw uh, them fight, it was they were the icons. They were the things that stood out in the action. Yeah. Nothing else really mattered. They were the center. Um, in the combat in, uh, in Civil War, the environment is the weapon. Um, everything, it's very tactical, instinctual uh, fighting, using your surroundings as uh, part of your execution of your attacks uh, or your defenses or your escapes. So it, um, it, it draws it, you in with a sense of realism in the world that you're experiencing by watching. I wish I used those words, but yes, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's outrageously funny at times. Um, it has, it has one liners. It has physical friendship, humor, um, that kind of short, so that kind of shorthand, uh, humor that you can do physically with a with a person who you've known for a long time that mm -hmm. translates onto the screen. It's got um, the right level of rhythms, highs and falls, um, rather than the continual beat, 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 uh, which would kind of wear you out over time. It's uh, it's a brilliant film. Um, some people have been calling it the best uh, Marvel movie to date. Damn, um, I. Yeah, I really like loved uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I like that one, but to beat Guardians, which surprised everyone as an amazing cast and ensemble type film, that that's yeah. that's pretty high marks. Well, you see, you know, the difference between that is uh, Guardians felt like uh, jazz. It's like the improv and things playing with each other. This feels like a full score orchestration that executes perfectly. So nice. I, it's very when I kind of see those things, they're different. They're different beasts. But overall, I think this is the 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 far more skilled um, film. Um, really, really good. Um, and if you know Civil War and you know how it ends. That's all I'll Leave say it for that. that. Okay. Um, but yes, it's a must watch. Okay. Thumbs up. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Um, I look forward to seeing um, people's reviews, friends' feedback, your feedback, everybody's feedback. It's going to be lovely to hear. So, sir, I well, this is the start of this in podcast, and we've been well long not talking about it. We, we've hinted um, at the game a few times. We, we, we've we've skirted the rim. Um, so there's been a couple of things happening. Uh, we've got 2.4 to talk about, and we've also got um, a couple of things that have come out in the last couple of weeks, and um, some of our kind of guesses about things. Yes. Um, With your mention of 2.4, there is something that yeah. was said in chat that I do want to address. Go for and it. that was... Uh, AO Kings basically popped in chat and said 2.4 out, so why the delay, SIG? Okay. Now, the reason I want to address this is a lot of people are like, what's taking so long? Why is it such a delay? And CIG has said this quite directly. Not, mm -hmm. not to why the delay, but to what 2.4 is. If you remember having 1.9 and Arena Commander and that's all you had, and going to 2.0 and getting that large map and finally being able to experience the universe and all of the the leaps and bounds and the steps that had to happen in order to get 2.0 2.4 yeah. is that just not front facing 
all of that work is on the back end and it's all of the core systems needed in order to make this game an actual online game. This is when all of that stuff starts coming online. That is an epic fuck ton of work in development. And it is going to come with an epic fuck ton of bugs in development when you try to essentially implement these things. And those things are going to cause blockers. And blockers means, sorry, you don't get it on PTU yet because, well, it's just that broken. And we know it's just that broken while we fix this. We know what we have to do. It's going to take the time of the engineers to get in there and write the code for it to happen. It will happen. Sit back, relax, enjoy the the 231 you've got now, and we'll mm-hmm. kick it out to you when it's ready to go out the door. Absolutely. And it'll take time because this is this is the the main back. We're building the spine of this thing right now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, with 2.4, um, there's been various kind of posts and updates uh, about what's been going on. Um, so I've grabbed uh, a wee summary post from Reddit, and I think we can just kind of cover off uh, from here just a little bit, kind of talk about what uh, has been confirmed so far and what we think about them. Um, so, uh, there's going to be some form of persistence, not obviously the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, the estimation is probably damage states. Probably damage states, crime status, UEC and shopping items. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm kind of looking, <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to how badly I crash. And then when I log off, I can't escape my shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, uh, and there was talk um, about doing Alpha uh, UEC, so Alpha UEC, but doing rep to Alpha UEC conversions and various things. Well, which... it was the other way around. I believe they said UEC oh. to rec in there. Yeah. Um, which and, means you uh, can take credits you earn doing jobs in the universe and apply them to your video game kind of like putting quarters in an arcade machine yeah um there's going to be shopping of course with clothes and maybe some armor so the armor sets look um from what we can tell to be the current armor sets not the new armor sets that they they haven't released yet uh but i'm really excited by the clothes um because uh, i want to see uh how the clothes work because previously, do you remember the name of the company that they were having friendly relations with, but they decided not to follow up on? I don't remember. It was, I a, remember. It was a, either a Western kind of fantasy style game, I think, or medieval style game. Oh, and okay. Yeah, yeah. Wear and tear. Um, I, I, I so, vaguely remember it. I don't remember the name. I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember the name yeah. of that game. It's it's where, where my crossbow is from. Uh, yes, yes. Um, no, it's not actually. It's from another one. That one I, is from Shadow of the Avatar, Avatar game. Uh, oh, I thought, I thought that one was also no. using the clothing system. No, this is another company. Um, ugh, it's one of those ones. It'll come up in chat maybe, and we can we can we can call it out. Um, but uh, basically, the clothing that they've got will have aging and damage. Um, I, I suspect it won't come out in the first iteration, but I am really eager to, one, um, basically go shopping. Yee-hee. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Takul is saying, uh, can't wait to buy a duster and play Space Cowboy. Takul, I tell you, absolutely. Um, the Freelance Miss actually had the Space Duster as a... As a as a coat it was actually sold separately in the end i think the uee environment coat uee environment coat um yep. and i, I have I one may have, we may have one yes um but the um, there are no cows in space there are no cows so where I had to say it come from space cow uh, i was gonna say you know the the clothes are soylent made <sighs> Yeah. Space clothes are made of people. They're made of people. We are just the Reapers. Um, so with that, I'm actually fascinated with how that will affect explosive decompression and venting. So for all, will they put limitations in place, which is, um, could I travel into the airlock 
uh, in a shirt, jeans and t-shirt? Uh, or would it stop me? Um, could I get on board a ship and then change clothes, which I probably couldn't because it'll probably be a hangar thing at first or uh, an on-planet Area 18 thing at first. But I'd love I... to do that and then see what happens if I either EVA or get blown out. You're smiling. What are you thinking? I honestly hope that they do something where they let people try to step into space without a spacesuit on and just watch them fall over. Because if they're walking around out there in, you know, jeans and a shirt, it's like, no, no, come on. It's open space. Enough is enough. Make them make them pay for trying to wear, you know, a duster into space and no helmet. Mm. And also one of the things that I I know will be coming out in 2.4 and it wasn't mentioned in this list is the is the item port system. Mm. Now, it's not going to be fully, fully out. It's uh, coming out in parts, but uh, they're looking at hangar item port, which means where you can place ships and that you can put posters on walls, but not on faces and various things like that. So it, it needs to match its item, you know, port system yeah. type. So poster can match this type and fish tank can't go on the wall because it needs to be on ground type. And so can we imagine what we're going to do to see how that works? I'm going to put a fish tank in very unusual locations. Is that a fish tank in your pocket? <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to find a way to where the fish tank can run around with it. That's going to be oh my god, he's armed himself with a fish tank. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um we also have coming up in 2.4 uh updates to Artcore and Port Olisar to include more shops or to update current shops and maybe the sense of art core. So um, I think the notion there is that if they update Port Olisar to include shops, that'll be the bridging areas between the hubs. Yeah, which we'll probably that... seen those those areas open up. It's kind of like the shops between Vegas hotels. They have those connectors that are just a row of shops and then you get into the mm -hmm. main areas again. I see it very much like that. So the question I then have from that is, if they're opening up the other areas, does that mean that we'll open up player numbers? Will we randomly spawning in different areas now? We already spawn in A and B. Mm. So there might be the connector between A and B that they open up, okay. maybe not between A, B, and then C, D region yet. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're quite to the point of trying to push those player numbers up yet until they have the universe servers ready because you know if they just keep trying to push the the numbers up on instances with this without having the universe servers it's, it might kind of be wasted work if it's sort mm. of a, a separate thing i'd say aim for the universe servers we're, we're good for the moment okay um and also we're losing the hollow table well, actually, no, quick one. Before that, and they say updates to Arcot and Port Olasan. I've also heard them talking about um, the pirate uh, station uh, as a spawn point. So I'm wondering if we'll get a first iteration of that maybe coming through, but they haven't said expressly, so it may be one of those ones that they're trying to get ready, or it may just come later. I don't know. My inclination is thinking that the when we see the, spy, the pirate spawn point, we might be seeing Nyx. Ooh, that's actually quite a good point. So I think that they might be working on, because they talked about on ATV, the procedural planetary generation stuff, which mm. Nix is a super gigantic asteroid, and you'd have other super gigantic asteroid, which are planetoid-type things near it, uh, which aren't Ooh. necessarily the planets, but you could make them planetoid asteroids, like really, really big things that are because they weren't going to do it with little asteroids I think yeah. they mentioned but planetoid asteroids I could see that and if they bring that all together they could do mining Nyx pirate spawns and the uh, the giant belt out in Stanton so that you could go from Crusader to say the Crusader belt where they've just temporarily placed Nyx we see that, oh, yeah, sorry the Stanton belt I, I always yeah. make fun of people for saying that and I just screwed it up the Stanton belt because the thing I was going to say there is if they do that, what really, you know, I was thinking, well, what's going to happen with the jump point? Because we have to fly to next. So I, you're saying that they may not do the jump point, but they will do everything else. 
Yeah, they might just drop Nyx into mm. the belt and the Stanton system for now because Stanton's kind of the testing play area and it may not be completely and totally accurate to what it's going mm. to be in the long run as they need to bring things online for us to test them and to get tested out in, in the baby PU. And then once they're ready for jump points and they're ready to open up more systems, they might pluck it out and then drop it where it's supposed to be and actually set things up the right way. Sounds good. Um, and also there were notes about fixing various ships and also the Fireball Starfarer, which I am so looking forward to. You and I had a pre-conversation, which sounds like the, the start of a rather dodgy film where one of us lowers our hangar and the other one fits the Merlins in. Um, wow. I'm going to stuff three Merlins into your Starfarer. Mm, my whole body is ready. Um, <laughs> and also there were hints about having the Reliant uh, hangar ready and much to, my much to my surmise, much to my surprise, the Gemini uh, stayed to be hangar ready. So I'm not that's too surprised about that. Gemini. I'm not too, too surprised by that, though, because they need it for Squadron 42. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not surprised about that model being built up and ready to go. Well, since my ships, uh, I, I have a, I have the Gemini, so I'm actually really eager to kind of get another ship into the hangar. I can kind of walk around and go, ooh. So that would be exciting if they managed to land that. Um, but uh, also in terms of what's been going on in the last couple of weeks, they've been doing an awful lot of great work. They have been. Caterpillar, yeah. Dragonfly, Buccaneer, and the... Uh, did they mention uh, the Cutlass? I don't think so. I don't think they mentioned the Cutlass, but they mentioned um, the Herald. So in the last... The Herald, ATV, that's it. Yeah. In the last ATV, uh, Josh Coons uh, is working on the Drake Herald. And uh, mm -hmm. he and Lando did uh, a walkthrough of that. Um, and... Uh, it was really interesting. Um, what was that? It was really interesting. Oh, okay. Sorry, you went well, to mode again. Okay. It was it was really interesting because um, just the little practicalities and the awareness of the physicality of the internal of the ship, they've made it a bit wider. They've picked their um, uh, transmit or kind of data in, to interception. Uh, but now it's like a little tiny... Uh, kind of like a uh, like a, a bonsai stunted peacock um blossom that it does uh, a little bit i still think it's ugly though i i, I miss it, it's it's too symmet it's too ugly in a symmetrical way so it's ugly is is symmetrically ugly now with the asymmetry it made it unique and that still bugs me because they still kept that sort of off Drake ugly duckling design, but then they just made it symmetrical, which kind of makes me like, yeah, I cringe a little bit. I mean, it does look like a flying suppository. Yeah, a little bit. Just a bit. Oh, that's going to be intercepting communications and no mistake. Um, so I'm, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was interesting kind of taking through, um, looking at some of the practicalities um it's not too far advanced it's still working on the the kind of the the white boxing stage um just making sure all the parts will fit and um all that kind of good stuff they've been doing more work on the caterpillar the cat killer um and, we and shall now name your caterpillar elf elf yes gordon shumway so the thing that I'm wondering about is why Drake and why Drake now? Um, it's turn on the wheel. I think you're right, but they 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 had been mentioning various things. Well, so, other systems seem to be coming online finally, too. They made a hint at that yeah. with the Herald. The Herald got so backburnered until certain things were ready, mm. and now certain things are getting ready. 
and those certain things could also potentially be used in things like the caterpillar and if the caterpillar is kind of the flagship of their drake aesthetic going forward sort of like say the starfarer was for misc Mm -hmm. to give them those design guides they can take it and then they can take the whole lump of them and go all right let's redo and make them look to the new design so this these systems are ready it's time for the herald we've been holding that off and it was waiting for this the caterpillar is being worked on because we really need another larger ship out there to go with say the retaliator and the constellation it's all coming into the design guide all right let's uh we talked about the dragonfly recently mm-hmm. time for all of the drake stuff to just we'll we'll do this we've got the guide let's push all of this stuff through its part and wheel and then we'll move to the next the next pie slice we'll we'll go to the next brand yeah so i think i think that's quite interesting that they're doing that um it means that because they always try to make sure that when a ship is released they have the mechanics in place um, so when the Starfarer becomes fully available, that means one should expect us to fly close to a gas giant and mine. Grabbing um, some gas. Gra- grabbing some gas. That's, yeah, okay. Going to be the name um, of my autobiography. <laughs> be right back. Grabbing <laughs> some gas. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think, so I think that's quite good. Um, and also moving on from that, uh, we had the prospector. Is one, oh, see, I was gonna do one, two, three. Oh, yeah, well, that's a ringtone. Um, <laughs> it, oh. my god, that prospector. So, I've melted my Orion. I basically uh, really loved the mining and I wanted to uh, do some of that. Yep. And I kind of had the opportunity to get the end game, the end tier ship, but I've melted it because I really want the Corvette. Um, that's coming up. I'll make no bones about it. That Polaris will be mine. Um, and the Orion just was. Polaris. Get out. Actually, okay, nerd time. What's the Polaris? A Corvette ship that's... No, in the real world. A star? It's the North Star. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the name of it, yeah. But the North Star moves. So what's the star that will be in the position of the North Star at the time of uh, Star Citizen? I don't know. Vega. As in the system that got attacked? Yes. Conspiracy theories! Woo! Um, anyhow. So. <laughs> uh, it's where my glasses up. Fact fans. Um, so, uh, when I saw the Prospector, um, for me it was it's it's a bit costly um but for a person who is interested in mining and uh, all that kind of good stuff it's a good ship and it's beautiful and it's yeah. practical it's been thought out in a very intelligent way um i mean what what was your take on it i want all the platinum <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like uh, <laughs> mass effect launch a probe Mining Uranus. Um, <laughs> you could do the, that. Yeah. The, well, thank you. The um, the the notion of the ship, the, the 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 bubble front where you've got fantastic visibility, the uh, way the, um, the the almost viscous comes out, which allows you to mine. Um, the fact that it's got a built-in tractor beam to pull stuff up as you go. Um, it's a it's a landing mining ship rather than an ultimate destruction take everything ship. Um, so you do precision mining. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be, shall we say, uh, a large scale mine and be done with it. You've made all the money you'd ever want. It's going to be a more precision mine to get uh, things of quality. 
You're the Which crazy means... grizzled old man with a pickaxe and a floppy hat, a scraggly beard, missing several teeth. All I need is the pickaxe. Um, so <laughs> I'm British. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Oh yeah, you've lost. I've lost you. Um, so yeah, so it's a fantastic ship. I mean, I really like the fact that it's also not a weapons platform. It's it's not. It'll take one or two hits, but after that, it's gone. It's just a realistic vehicle. I, I want to land on top of a of one of the larger ships and see what happens when I try to mine it. You're the reason why we have testing. I, what happens if I land on top of the the you know the bridge of an Idris and mine directly into the Idris? It, it digs into stuff. How well is the interest going to hold up? Am I going to core a whole lot of it and then be able to pull people out with the tractor beam and then fly away? Can I mine people as resources out of ships? Um, so Raytheon 2 says capital mining. Uh, it's been pointed out that that has been answered in the Q&A. We should probably have read that Q&A before this, but meh. Um, let us stream. Uh, oh, later doesn't well against shields and armor. In which case, we need a person on the inside to open up an airlock. Doesn't do well doesn't mean that it won't work at all. I just need to catch them on a, a, on a shift change, so I have a few minutes. I could I could imagine you going, Prospector, coming into the land, you just land, and when you hit... <laughs> What's he trying Prospector, to do? the Grockies, yar, edition, yeah. <laughs> opening hatches. So I really like the interoperability uh, potential of the perspective in relation to how it works with the Hull series. Uh, the entire notion being that you can, because you've got four saddlebags on the side of the prospector, which are uh, fill as, and they expand as you fill, and then they detach them. You can, they can be detached, and you've got another four, so you've got a total of eight. Yep. Um, but that the saddlebags can then uh, be put onto a hull series ship to, to, to ship away. I like that. So you can have a couple uh, of hulls running with empties. So you have one coming back with the empties, one taking them away, the full ones, bring them right back to the prospector, drop them off, fill up the saddlebags, and just cycle it. The only thing that raises is it's easy to fill and uh, take off a saddlebag, but what is it like to put a saddlebag on? That will be the only uh, unknown in that cycle, but theoretically, yes. And that's going to be a, a nice wee multiplayer um, kind of ongoing thing that can be done. I, I think a load lifter will work just fine for putting those on. I want a load lifter. I want I want the big yellow robot with the, the arms and I want to go down there and then I want to fight uh, I, I want to take a load lifter inside a kingship and then fight the Vondul with it. You're gonna you're gonna you, you, you're gonna die so many times. It's like it'll be like this. I'll go see you in the space uh, uh, Grackies and then an hour later I'll come back to check in on you and uh, your Gracretalina Gra the seventh. Um, <laughs> and it's why, and it's like, well, first I tried the decompression. <laughs> and then it just progressively gets worse. I, I'm gonna try stupid things, it's what I do. Uh, Raytheon 2 goes, Gracky's data ming. Um, well, you are, you are merciless. Uh, in your in your data ring. Um <laughs> mine and he's saying mine are her lab I, I accept your lifestyle choices man um so with that um I there's not get it it took me a moment to realize what they were saying I'm like my 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 backwards reading isn't so oh mine herald data mining got it Yes, yes, yes. Now, it's interesting because I was really into the idea of um, data mining. Um, yes, it's ski jumped over your head. Uh, but the Herald um, was one of the ships I actually um, got, well, gave away in the end. Um, uh, but uh, I do like the idea of the E-War aspect uh, with the Vanguard Sentinel. So yes. that's kind of where my E-War is going to be, if anywhere. 
Um, but to be honest with you, I slightly have a surfeit of combat ships. Um, so, oh God, that's like a, a wee brag. Uh, <laughs> so I may have to streamline something there. Um, and there's also been work on AI and procedural um, this week as the last piece. Anything you want to talk about on that? The AI stuff? Um, with the talk of the prospector and procedural being talked about, especially because Chris is out at uh, Foundry 42 Frankfurt right now, specifically talking about the procedural and planetary, you might be, seem, be seeing some of the systems coming online sooner than we think with things like mining and cargo because those two things go hand in hand and if you're mining and you have procedural you need places to do it so you might have longer hauls to do it and cargo needs longer hauls so we might see the map opening up more we might see the asteroid belt with nix like i mentioned with planetoids which are procedural we could be seeing a, a like a huge leap in this game all of a sudden just accelerate two five two six two seven just whoop it, it just once the the Persistence is in and the backbone's ready in there. The other things are going to be able to come online that much faster. Mm, I agree. Um, so I've been really eager for that. The, it does feel like once 2.4 comes through, we're going to have basically a wash of new content coming through. Um, uh, with the way that the ship pipeline appears to be shaping up, it's going to be a pretty fast iteration for quite a few ships, I imagine. Um, I just want my dragonfly. I just want your dragonfly. You want to you be wearing a sharp suit in depth of space, strapped into your dragonfly, your face filling with cold vacuum, going, as you ram into the side of a ship. <laughs> I what into the side of a ship? Hug into the side of a ship. Thank you. We don't say the R word here. So, um, so Takul has just uh, posted in chat. Um, has the Dragonfly participated in any of the Murray Cup races in law? I don't think it has. I don't think it has either. But to be honest, um, I would love to kind of see how it will do. And I'm also kind of curious about, because um, right now all the ships are in, in racing are all kind of, any ship will do. So I'm kind of wondering if they'll do tiered racing at any point. I'm hoping. Yeah. Cause I want to see Starfarer like, races. Starfarer, do you think it'll fit? We'll find out. There's have to be some very large rings. So, uh, without any further ado, that's us for this week's episode. Um, Grockies, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Grockies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S. Also, Twitter, YouTube. You can, you can find me on the local street corner washing windows with people begging me to stop and paying me money to make it not happen. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Factory. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. Where I'll be making pew-pew noises and spinning in my chair. Because I love my chair. My chair is amazing. Um, and before we forget, because um, we just did, and I want to do this as the last thing, BritizenCon. Um, BritizenCon is uh, a star system convention in Britain uh, of the greats and uh, you can go to BritizenCon.uk um, and pick up a ticket. It's going to happen in Manchester um, in uh, I think June or July um, so you can grab a ticket, uh, grab a hotel uh, or if you're local, just grab a ticket. Um, it's going to be a bunch of Star Citizen um, fans being fans. Um, and uh, while it's unofficial, we hope that there'll be uh, a couple of people from uh, 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 CIG. If there isn't, no worries. Uh, but it's just going to be um, people just having a, a great day of it. 
So uh, we'll put a link in uh, in the show notes and I'll pop on in chat just now. So here, everybody, you take care. Love you lots and see you next time. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. <laughs>